What's up, everybody? This is Yanni. I had the pleasure of being your half mic for episode number seven, Dating in the 21st Century. Everyone was here for this one, so we had a great panel of guys, and it was definitely a funny one, to say the least. Everyone gave their two cents in on a on what they thought dating was like and a few of the topics that we riffed on. So just a disclaimer, we are not uh, telling you this is how you should date because we certainly don't know what we're talking about. So don't take any of this stuff too seriously and make sure you continue to send us all your suggestions for topics. We really, really enjoy this one. So we hope you enjoy it too. Here we go. Baby, come on over, get up closer. All I need is your love. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Four and a Half Mics podcast. My name is Yanni, and you are tuning in to episode number seven. For those of you that are Mm -hmm. just popping in, this is your first episode, what we do here is the Half Mic host basically picks a topic and brings it to the table, and we basically just discuss. I'm here with my good buddies Nick, Max, Jake, and Chase. And uh, we're going to get started with a fun little segment we call the Peanut Gallery. Go ahead, Nick. All right, peanut gallery. So I'm not sure if our listeners here have seen this on TV, but I will read the article. Pizza Hut's stuffed Cheez-It pizza tests the limits of snack food fusion. Basically, (laughs) Pizza Hut took a Cheez-It, baked it, nuked it. I don't know what the hell they did. Stuffed it with cheese, and now there's a Cheez-It style pizza. And... Usually commercials make food to look out very freaking good. This looks like absolute trash. There's only so much you can do. It's just way over the top. I love how the article was like totally a publicity stunt by Cheez-It and Pizza Hut. And it's like, oh yeah, it's snack fusion here. It's like some sort of gourmet type stuff. It's it's definitely not a pizza. No, so in the article, our friend Allison, I don't know where Allison's from, says, this is not a pizza. It looks like a toasted ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like something you get out of the frozen section at Winn Dixie. Yeah, like they yes. wouldn't even have this at Publix. One hundred percent. Yeah, the article I the article I read about it. I mean, we've all seen like you know, there's a a certain dude that does some pizza reviews. He did one, uh, and and it was pretty interesting. He didn't like it. I haven't tried it. I'm definitely gonna now have to try it to to know if it was good or not. But the article I read was like, this is definitely not a pizza. It's very much a calzone. Or in your case, a microwaved big ravioli. It looks like like the cheese it wheel, you know, that they have in the commercials. Like he's <laughs> the at the family wheel. reunion and he's just got that inbred cousin that can't get it together. It's like fuck, man. Like, I'm a big what are we gonna do when it you? comes to pizza, bro. I don't like a thousand million toppings or like gross random toppings. I well, just or like, just a cheese it. Yeah, well, you're lucky. Well, this is just a cheese. It doesn't have any toppings. Yeah, it's just it's just a stuffed dough ball that looks like a cheese <laughs> they just take the essence of cheese it and just spread it all over yeah, they, they do take they, the do dreams they powder of cheese it? it's no or anything it's just a no it's, it's just look, like it's a, a slightly orangey crust it. that looks yeah. like a disgusting hot now, pocket it's if seven, you're it's seven dollars if you're a pizza guy out there and you were to take a pizza and you were to crumble up a bunch of Cheez-Its and put that on my crust. Mm. Now we're talking. That would a be the. Bit that of, would be the proper way. Now we're talking a little bit of business it's like, around it's here. It's like a. It's like a fat mozzarella stick. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's like a like a, like it, a, it looks like a, a it looks like a wide, wide load. 
It, it looks kind of like a, like, a, like a Jamaican beef patty. If you, if it you does. <laughs> it looks like a toaster strudel like before it. you glaze it. Yeah, an unglazed toaster yeah. strudel. Yeah. So um, you guys can shut me down this right away if you want, because this is kind of sporadic. But honestly, like this is not part of any segment. But would you guys be opposed to just a quick wheel spin to see who has to try the cheese it and do a review? Let's hit it. Yeah. Not opposed at all. <laughs> yeah, quick. Let's see yeah, it. Right. real quick. Initiating I, wheel spin. I'm going to volunteer either way, but. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who's it going to be? Notice we have all the pegs this week. I know. It's nice. Oh. Ooh. It's you, Nick. Yeah. Extremely fitting. All right. Same cheese thing. it. Pizza I'm, review coming at you. I'm of the mind. Up. I'm of the mind that, that pizza. Like. There's no such thing as a truly terrible pizza. But is this a pizza? Uh, I what? am on the opposite side <laughs> of whatever your mind Most is at. Pizza I disagree with you. No, but like it's at the end of the day, it's still a size of pizza. Have you ever no, had a DiGiorno dude. pizza? Yeah, Dude, it's DiGiorno fine. is Whoa. not bad. Don't yeah. hate on DiGiorno. Shut up. <laughs> DiGiorno is disgusting. Don't all right. hate on it. All right, listen. All I'm saying is that even a bad, in my opinion, even a really bad slice of pizza, unless it's got gross toppings on it, it's fine. I'm actually with you on Jake. Uh, this this one, Jake. Like I've hard. I've crushed CC's pizza before. Yeah, I, I like, enjoyed it. And I like it's, it's fine. Guys, if you're, CC's trip. if you're listening to this, disregard this. This is crazy. You've had bad pizza, man. You've never been to pizza and been like, wow, was this like made out of cardboard or like? You know what, Jake? The more I think about it, the more I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Thank Me you. too. Wow. I'm in that All right. Thank strong. you. Well, yeah. on that note, <laughs> yeah. we're going to end the peanut gallery. Um, <laughs> we debuted a segment last episode, which was called Heady Hypotheticals, and we got a really great amount of feedback back on it, and everybody seemed to enjoy it. So we're going to hand it over to Max to, to hit it again this week for us. Yeah, what do let, you got, Max? Let us know. All right. This is a good one. This comes from Blake from uh, Tampa. Sub Blake. Yeah. Or relocated Miami Blake. Yo, Blake. Oh, man. Okay, here we go. Reformed Blake. <laughs> so your cho- this is a choice. So you have to make a decision here whether to or to not do this. So you're offered $50,000 a year in perpetuity. And you get this $50,000 with one caveat. That, that caveat is that there is a snail who is constantly after you. And <laughs> they always know your location. And its sole goal in this world is is to touch you and if it touches you it kills you so the snail never dies snail never dies um mm. if you fly to another country let's say he's snailing over there is he snailing over there or does he have like some kind of portal so to get there quicker so that's kind um, of like up for interpretation here it's I, a snail can i go ahead and jump on this grenade i'm gonna go ahead and throw out the first answer hell no i'm Ooh, not what? okay this money this snail is smarter than you think he it snails to a live. plane. It knows where you are at all times. So you know what? It knows. You know what? I'll wait till he gets back from <laughs> Europe. And he's sleeping nice and tidy in his bed. He's a little hungover. He's sleeping in early that or a little bit late that morning. Ooh, and you know what? He just the one time the that you slipped, the one time <laughs> that you forget that that snail's coming over. Maybe you just came back from a hot date. You're feeling pretty, uh, you're feeling pretty high and mighty. Confidence is at an all-time high. Guess what? Touch. Dude, here's the other thing, You're right? Dead. I hope you don't I'll, ever come after somebody. I'll spin on that. I'll spin on that, Chase. You come back from that date or that awesome trip, and maybe it's your date, dude, who's harboring the snail your on her back. Maybe the snail's a metaphor. Yeah. The snail no. has one goal in life. Have you ever only had one goal in life? No. Wait, <laughs> wait. I don't know what that's like. So is this is the snail? Like a very slow-moving, heat-seeking missile, or is it like a hitman? 
Do you get, see, I'm looking at it from the hitman. It, it's not right. like always you are, chasing you. That it would never. Well, it, does no. What he's saying is, is it constantly moving towards you, or is it at some point staring at you from a fifth floor I think balcony? It's yeah, plotting, <laughs> waiting <laughs> to snail is plotting, waiting to it, fall on you like a piece of bird poop and kill you, <laughs> like a I'm, bad piano. I'm kind of thinking the snail's got like. Uh, it's got like a little uh, Rick and Morty vibe to it where it's just like constantly scheming ways what to I'm get saying, you. Okay. Dude. All right. That, that definitely informs my answer. If the snail it has intelligence and is really plotting, then there's no shot of taking that money. It always knows your location. Yes. So but it's a it, smart snail. But, if, but no, but it's different though. Like I'm saying, like if it's just got a lock on your location and it's just constantly always moving towards uh, you. Okay. I see what you're saying. I'm, I think I might change my stance because you can move across the, the ocean. And it, and then you know you're buying yourself some time, and then oh okay now it's here you just move back every every year or two. But you don't know if <laughs> don't it's know. if I'm it's coming <laughs> like by plane yeah, maybe it true. just snails to a plane because it knows the plane's going to where you are or it gets on a boat Dude, it freaking attaches <laughs> to the plane and okay. it catches a flight. Does a snail wear like a James Bond suit? <laughs> I would like to imagine the snail, the snail, has, a snail has, has good fashion sense. The snail has a unibrow and a mole. Oh, All right, no. so. No, so okay, for real fast, we'll go around. So we got we got Chase says no. Jake, if given the fact that the snail is now a hitman, very Rick and Morty esque. I say hell no. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, go no. no as well because I don't I, I gotta be able to sleep. So I'm actually gonna go yes because my sole life mission is gonna be to get away from yeah, the snail. Yeah, that's true. Snail that's... at all times. But you're all right, only making enough. 50 it's, it's, grand. It's, dude, it's Nick versus snail. This is what this lifetime is for me. It's me versus you said, like you could start a, a vlog. Like, yeah, that's like, true. A YouTube vlog and like, yeah, that would be insane. I think that I think that I'm a yes too. Yeah. Okay, Let's and I go. don't have a good reason. Okay. I don't have a good reason. At now, all. I want to go back around one more time, and I want to do now this time. Let's bump it to two fifty, two hundred fifty thousand, right? But this time, the snail is just a snail. Oh, it knows your location. It's constantly moving towards you. Always. Yes. Does this money 100%. account for inflation too? Is it it's go? just straight cash, baby. So with my newfound well, uh, influence, yeah. I'm going to go to Italy and I'm going to become an influencer. I'm going to get an influencer <laughs> degree. Hey, um, shout out to episode I'm six. I'm going to figure out how to start a successful vlog and Instagram page. And I'm going to keep the snail just close enough. I'm going to be like zooming in on it. Like, you can get your, <laughs> you can't get me bitch. Like, and like kind of like create like a whole like story, you know? Yeah. And if like, you, oh, here he is. But guess what? I'm getting on a plane. If you can create a, that kind of uh, influencer vlog kind of lifestyle around that, you can have your, your little birdies around a la Varys, the spider, always Ooh, letting you know where like the that. snail is. Like that a question Jake. of clarification for Max. Does it have to touch my skin or can I wear like a suit? And no, no, so if, it was, if it touches you, you're dead. So yeah. I was just about to say like, you, you guys kind of missed like a really easy answer here is like, I'm just going to buy a bubble, $250,000, like perfect, like kind of like some sort of, you know, not yeah, bubble you don't boy. Live, you don't want to live in a bubble. Yeah, that's I don't crazy. know if that's an easy you gotta live your life. Dude, I'm living my <laughs> life. Right. So, I got no, I'm getting $250,000 in permanent. So Chase, you're a yes. Are you I taking this? It. Yeah, I'll do Jake, it. Jake, what are you doing? Yeah, For 250 a 1,000%. Even if it was assassins. Yeah. All right. Well, we nice. didn't say that, bubble. but yeah, still down. <laughs> bubble me up, baby. Dude, I'm still doing it for 50K. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it for 52, so I'm in. All right. All right, and that wraps up Heady Hypotheticals. We appreciate... <laughs> the snail boys. <laughs> Shout out, Blake. Yeah. It was Blake. Thanks, Blake, for, for sending that keep, in. And if, keep sending uh, yeah, those in. Keep sending them in. We love reading your, your comments and... 
topic. all your topics. Yeah, yeah give us something so. that you think is better. Y'all are wild. Speaking so of, we don't have to think. Yeah. What's the topic today, Yanni? Speaking of sent-in topics, this is one that was requested by a few of our viewers, and obviously, since I'm the most sensitive out of all of us, <laughs> I'm going to be tackling. I'm going to be tackling the half mic on this one. Uh, it's going to be titled "Dating in the 21st Century," uh, which is something that us as gentlemen think about, I'm sure, very often. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of important to get a baseline for our listeners uh, to kind of see where we all stand on the relationship standpoint. And I guess I'll get it kicked off. So I've been in a relationship for some time. Um, Jake? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know we, were, we weren't going to go in an actual order. We're, we're jumping around the table for those jump around. <laughs> who can't see us. Yeah, um, yeah I, I've had a, a lovely girlfriend. Her name is Hannah. Um, for since December of 2014, but really before that, it's been a while. It's been like five years. I think I introduced you guys, kind of. Yeah, I've been dating my girlfriend for we just had our three year anniversary. Damn! Congratulations! Numbers Shout out, here. Jenna. Where where are you at? Um, on the uh, free agents list. Yeah, single guy over here. Name. All right, so I team, think team they can chase. Out I here. think the way to the best to the best way to tackle this topic is to kind of break it up into three parts and so i think we should start with how dating used to be so dating in the past what we remember when we were a little bit younger um you know like i distinctly distinctly remember something my first girlfriend i had i felt the need to go talk to her parents um yeah <laughs> were you so like, yeah. are we talking like society wise here are we saying society like society wise okay were you but dating? as far as memory serves i guess i mean to be honest with you personally i can remember um, pretty far back to my first relationship, pretty distinctly. Okay, I hated so. talking to parents when, back in the day, like in high school and stuff. That was the absolute most awkward thing of all time. Really? Yeah. Yanni, just the way that you're you're setting this up, I'm confused. Was your first date in like 1981? No, I don't know. I just felt. I think. Burn. I think Burn. that it was just I something I just distinctly remember, like being a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a thing. It, no, maybe it was just from from my I, familial standpoint. I, they were I like, get don't it. talk to her. Parents. Yeah, yeah no, and it, it is definitely the the chivalrous thing to do. And I don't think that I didn't do that at all. Um, I just think I just thought that was kind of funny the way you're setting up. It's funny we're talking like dating in the 21st century. We're all. 25 years old we've sure. only dated in the 21st century right <laughs> right that's very true something yeah. i didn't think about yeah. but, I mean, but i distinctly remember it but you're right i mean from the standpoint of like if we're going for a, a brief snapshot of history like we've all seen movies blah 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 we've all talked to our parents about their dating experiences like you're correct back in the day there was a little bit more of a protocol i feel like as far as like courting a woman Sure. I mm. think I think the whole the, what we're going to see and kind of what I want to illustrate was like the arc of how conservative things used to be and how significantly less conservative the trend is going towards. True. I, I follow and you. So, you know, like I think back in the day, I was a lot more conservative than I am and than I am now, especially when it comes to girls and, and that kind of thing. Mm. So if, look, as a statistic, Spicy. 15 years ago, think about this, 15 years ago, eHarmony launched. Okay. Which was those on, commercials. Which, that old white man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those commercials were ridiculous. Right. And that was like a really be. huge taboo. It was. For like in the very beginning. It was. And nowadays, you know. You kind of like kept that hidden. There's if everything. You were, if you there's, made a profile. Uh, and it was expensive yeah. too. Yeah. Now my eHarmony just pops off. I mean. <laughs> yeah. there was, there's eHarmony. Then there was like everyone. Have you guys ever gotten pranked and someone put your name on like. Uh, uh, farmers only. Or so that's, that's a good one to tell that. So uh, rewind. So 
worked on a ranch in college. Chase and shout out to our friend DP. One day they were just at the house, made me a farmer's only <laughs> account. That thing popped off. Like the bio was ridiculous. It's like, oh, really into stacking hay and playing with horses. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it, it was an all time moment. And listen, the, the responses and the profiles of the other men and women out there were uh, very, very ridiculous. You were, open, you were open to all types of farmers. I mean, mm -hmm. for the guy that didn't create the farmer's only account, yeah. it you was got a lot set of to all. Oh, yeah. Three time, oh, yeah. three time hog wrestling champion of Florida. <laughs> Seriously, like, so that's what the bios were. It's like you know, southeast pig wrestling champion or some shit oh, like that. No. Shout out to our four Hers out there. Wow. Wait, can we? Can are you? I've never been on Farmers Only ever. Can you search specific profiles? Is that a thing? I have I no idea. Is it, is it like a profile and it, it matches like you up to other profiles? No, no, I get it. But like, is it like LinkedIn for farmers where you can? No, you can. It's not like LinkedIn. <laughs> You're not networking. You're trying to get a girl. <laughs> City <laughs> folks just don't get it. <laughs> I want to <laughs> single that's in a, the country. That's, that's what like, it says. <laughs> for those of you that can't see, which is all of you, uh, Chase pulled up the the homepage and we're browsing over the homepage of farmers. I also, oh, man. I also got signed up for, uh, and this is ironic. I got signed up for. Um, Christian Mingle, shout out Clyde, always has to prank somebody, <laughs> always doing it. But well, I think I think it's so funny because like if you ask somebody now, even now it's a little bit of a taboo to to do to say, oh, I'm on eHarmony. It's a lot less than it used to be, but yeah. now it's not. But when you look at it, most kids our age, kids, I guess I'm saying we're 25. I mean, like in college, Tinder is definitely a thing. There, there's like plenty of dating applications and. Yeah. That's still that's technically not considered I think that online taboo, dating. That's honestly more normal now. I feel like than just going out and meeting someone and For sure. going on a date. For sure, one hundred percent. I was gonna say that the you pranking Nick with the farmers only account is just just demonstrates Yanni's point where it's like. Online dating sites are so prevalent across. You can have an online dating site for anything. Yeah, mm -hmm. farmers only. Are you serious? And you got Tinder. You got how many how many phone apps? Are there just for for dating? There's like Bumble, Tinder. Uh, There's like, Hinge is a popular oh, one Hinge, according yeah. to my single friends. What's Hinge? I've never heard of this. Do hey. they all have like some like? All right, go ahead, single guys. What am I doing? Yeah, yeah Hinge is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I never I never hopped on. Um, what is it like? Tinder, Bumble. Bumble, Hinge. I guess is probably the three big ones. Um, never hopped on the Tinder Bumble game, but the Hinge game. I don't know. It's kind of dope, dude. It's like. Uh, it's just like a snapshot version of everything. I don't know. Same concept, no different. Wait, so is there? Hold on, time out for a second, because I gotta, I gotta hear this out, because I, I don't understand the difference. I never understood why there was a different one. Like I remember Bumble was like, oh, like, more professional. No, like no, the girl chooses you, or or the girl has to say something first to you. Oh, so they have to break the bub, like the whatever. But on Hinge, what's the caveat? Like, what's the protocol? Um, aren't there ones know. where you, like, like you see people like you and you, okay. So you see people that like you and then you can decide if you want to match with them by, you know, judging them in three pictures and like two captions. Solid. So yeah. you decide if you want to match with them and then you can just match or then vice versa. You can like people and then they'll see if you like them and then they'll judge you by your three pictures you put up and then match with you. It's, it's kind of like, it sounds like Tinder though. When it just, I, I think it's the same it, thing. It's, it's very, very similar. similar. It's very, it's like 
such a distilled version of what the original eHarmonies or the Farmers Only or OK Cupid type things were, yeah. which is crazy. Okay Cupid, right? yeah. OK Cupid. Uh, where like you are filling out a profile, you're saying this is what I like. It's like mostly words instead of mostly pictures. Mm-hmm. And now it's the complete opposite for all of our tiny brains and short attention spans. <laughs> you literally make a decision in two seconds. Yeah, it's, Chase, I see you swiping around sometimes on so those yeah, apps. You guys what? got me curious with the Farmers Only. I was like, what other weird <laughs> dating sites are out there? And so I looked up a list and it gets kind of wacky hold on to your headphones Um, folks so the number one weird uh dating site is diapermates.com and it's for (laughs) adults that wear diapers that want to date other adults that wear diapers yeah Uh, you got clown dating sites clown that's expected is that like icp people trying to hang out like (laughs) no it's a bunch of juggalos juggalos. it's like like juggalos and like uh like people that are about to star in the movie joker Mm. um there's a dating site for furries i was about to say that that seems a little bit more naturally you meet all your furry little friends Um, like entourage there's mulletpassions.com mullet loving dating site so I guess that's mullets from both wait, sexes. Yeah. Mullets. Wait, wait. Can you can you read the awake dating one? Yeah. Awake dating is for those people that are too woke for normal dating sites. <laughs> are you kidding uh, me? They're for <laughs> lizard people living inside a hologram moon. If you uh, need to snuggle with someone on those long nights where you're researching El Dolce Air Force Base, <laughs> this is the site that will warm your tinfoil hatted heart. All right. Okay. Shout out to the guy actually wearing a tinfoil hat that I saw at Four Rivers last week. Whoa. Whoa. Real Whoa. quick though, how many people do you think are on that dating site? Not many. Thousands. Really? Thousands? I, I bet you there are thousands. How many too. people are there in the United States? I say under two thousand. Ooh. So they gotta pay for that website, man. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. It's absurd. That's like so niche. <laughs> Before we get back on like more of the serious notes of this topic, I would like to say eHarmony and all of these, you know, dating sites have created an entire spin-off culture that is catfishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah. Is, wow. There's is, a show is, about it. Is eHarmony the one that did that? It's just it's I just the medium dating I think. app. Or like that could just I be mean, the it internet. Could be like just I think the internet cuz like Facebook I feel like is oh, a big that's one. True. MySpace too. That's true. Well, I think that's probably more likely is like it's like MySpace like you have an online girlfriend so you communicate yeah. like via I don't think eHarmony was like, like Facebook the spur of all. Then you like that. message on be verified. All right, E-Harmony. sorry, eHarmony guy that always talks to me. Like <laughs> what was what was the dating app, the dating site? It was an online dating site that connected you with people who were willing to cheat on their significant others. Oh, uh, Ashley Madison. Ashley Madison. Madison. That's How, still a thing. I think it came out like there was an they issue were all recently. Fake. It was all bots. It was, the site was like eighty-five percent men. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was all dudes. Chase has done his Ashley Madison research. I thought Ashley show. Madison was like a toy shop. <laughs> No, I saw that on the news. Yeah, no, it was like all fake. It was all bots that were just like algorithms texting you back and stuff. I would occasionally see like an Ashley Madison wrapped car driving around. You know, you'd see like a Mercedes that's wrapped in like um, (laughs) that was the guy typing. Yeah, (laughs) that guy's rich, dude. (laughs) That's ridiculous. But yeah, shout out to AIM. That was probably like the first ever uh, like online. Shout out to people who call it AIM. What it, what did you call it? AIM, AIM bro. Oh, AIM. I called it AIM. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, you, you nerd, Max. No way, dude. It's totally AIM. It, tomato, tomato. What's yeah. your AIM account? So to kind of move the conversation. <laughs> Jesus. Yankee MH23. It's still my email. Oh, my Boston gosh. Boston Yankees won. To kind of move the conversation a little bit more forward to, to yeah, something please, on a more please, serious please, topic. Please, I wanted to kind of touch on work-life balance. 
And, you know, we're all young professionals and we're all working an absurd amount of hours. And so how does that kind of affect your relationships for those, for those of y'all and myself that are in relationships? And for those of you that aren't, I guess, how does it affect your dating life? Do I you mean, have a dating life? What, like, yeah, what's the word? It's, it's not as consistent. I feel like you have to be a lot more picky about who you really want to invest that time with. You know, because you have priorities now outside mm -hmm. of just meeting new people and socializing, which really was the priority in school. And so it really just comes down to, yeah, do I want to invest my time? And, you know, now that you're out of school and my money too, um, in spending time with this other person. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily hindered because you can make time for anything. It just really depends on what your priorities are in life. Um, and I would say definitely, I mean, you know, it's tough to balance, but you make it work. Yeah, so other single guy over here speaking. Um, definitely, <laughs> like, comparative to uh, college where it was just no one's business to go out Monday, Tuesday, throughout the whole week. Work-life balance, like, there's no or very little, you know, going out and having those nights on the weekdays. So you got to think of, like, your target time to find new people is very limited to just on the weekends. And if you're not trying to go out on the weekends, you're limited to finding new people. And I think that's why a lot of these um, apps have gained traction in like the post-grad community because they're trying to get that pipeline up where it's like, I don't want to necessarily go out all night, Friday and Saturday to try and find someone. So how about I just scroll Monday through Friday and try and find someone? There you go. What, uh, yeah, just building the pipeline. That's very salesman of you. Um, <laughs> why, why don't you feel like you can go out on dates during the week, Nick? Cause I just, I actually really don't want to, to be honest. Like I'm on Monday, Monday to the Friday, yeah. like I'm flowing. I have my routine. I like waking up. I like doing stuff after work. So it's like, why, you know, go out on a Tuesday and now my Wednesday, Thursday shot, you know? So sure. it's like, if, if like, don't get me wrong, like I'll definitely go out on dates on weeknights where it's like casual happy hour things. Yeah, yeah. Um, if that's already like predetermined, but as far as going out on weeknights to try and find someone or like go out into that scene, that's not happening, but definitely we'll like have dates or go out on dinners on weeknights. Okay, I feel yeah, like that's that, a really interesting point. Do you guys ever feel like there's pressure? I'm speaking to you two specifically without, you know, who are not in a relationship. Do you think there's pressure to be in a relationship? Like, do you feel like your family's pressuring you? Do you feel like there's like external pressure to be in a relationship? Uh, definitely not at all. I feel like especially now post-grad, there's less pressure because everyone's so worried about their own shit. Nobody's really thinking about what's going on on the outside. So I would, I don't know if I'm disagreeing or what, but I think like you can see a pressure around post-grad, right? Like you see society like, what are you doing? Are you, are you in a relationship? Like, Oh, all of a sudden you're creeping up on your twenties and you're like, Oh, do you have a significant other? Like, I feel like society kind of puts it on you that you're supposed to be married by, you know, that 30 ish time. Sure. Um, mm. so I think there is a pressure out there to just be like of the norm, but personally, do I feel any pressure of any of that? None. Like my family, friends, everything like there's no like, Oh, Nick's the only single guy. Like, what are you doing with your life, Nick? It's like, <laughs> it's not like that, but I think society and there's a mindset around, you know, trying to be married and settled down, you know, between like 28 to 33, call it. Like, I think that would be like a gap that society puts on people. And I just, I don't really agree with that per se. 
True. It's interesting because like I, I talk with Chase all the time being like roommates, you know, and he's single, I'm in a relationship. So I try to like, like, dude, we're going out like, you know, I'll wing man. I'm comfortable with my relationship enough to like, you know, you know, have the conversation with the other girl, call it a, a, a two pair situation of talking at a bar or whatever. And I think that's like the fun of it, of like being in a relationship. It's like, let's have some fun with it. You know what I mean? As far as like help, helping out the single guy with his, you know, night out and on the town or whatever it may be. But yeah. as far as like pressure to stay in a relationship, like, or to be in a relationship in general, I feel like if you have a lot of friends around you who may be, maybe there is an opportunity for that to be created or vice versa or like the opposite like people wanting to pressure you to be like the single guy amongst your group of friends Mm -hmm. and i know that's probably something that you know everybody in a relationship has had at least once where they're you know what call it in college i know a lot of guys who were in relationships in college would always get the pressure like oh bro it's like you got to be single like it's college you know what i mean and so maybe that changes as you go post-grad life you know, for Do me, you think per- it flips because I definitely think it flips. It flips mm-hmm. to the neck, like flips to the non-pressurized side. I think college men and women alike are pressured to be single. I think post-college men and women alike are pressured to be in relationships. I would agree. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that too. I think that and, makes you know, as someone who has been both in a relationship and single post-grad. I think because, I mean, I feel just as my personality, I'm not very influenced by external pressures, whether it be parents, society, whatever, because, you know, your grandparents are always going to be like, oh, like, you know, and they're going to be all in your shit. Um, when are you going to make uh, me some yeah. grandkids? <laughs> For real. But I feel like the pressure was so much more on myself to be there for the other person. And I felt a lot more pressure in my day to day when I was in a relationship. And I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with that being in a relationship your entire post-grad, but having the experience of both sides of the coin, I feel so much more less pressure now that I'm single than I did when I was in a relationship because you always had to meet expectations or exceed expectations. Yeah. I think that's a really, it's a really good point you brought up because to be honest with you, I feel the exact opposite. Um, I mean, I've been in a relationship now for, it's just been four years. So significant amount of time. And to be honest with you, I don't think, and I was in a relationship for most of my college experience and up until this point. And I think that if I was not in a relationship, I would have fucked off a lot more than I did in college. And by that, I mean, I would have not been on my studies. I would have, I don't know. I would have, I would have just not been the person I really enjoyed being. And, and a lot of the discipline I have came from me being in a relationship and being accountable to another person. Hmm. Fair. Yeah. Super fair. I would completely agree with that, Yanni. I live with Hana now and it's it's great. And I would say that's, I mean, being in the relationship, obviously you are accountable for another person. And sure. yeah, and, and that's great. And I would say that li- living with her has been great too because it has gotten me for sure, like locked down on a schedule for the best. Like I'm, I'm up every morning. I'm going to the gym. I'm cooking dinner at night. It's nice. We took, we cook dinners together. It saves money for me eating out all the time because I, that is like my weakness is, is, is restaurants and eating and drinking. So it's like, it just really keeps me going. And it's, and Max is, and I'd be interested to hear what you think because I mean, I did it too for a while. Hannah was not live. We weren't, she and I, I mean, she was in Miami and we were, we were kind of separated for a while, but I mean, 
Yeah. Jenna lives in Tampa. So I guess it's it's like a different thing. You're in a relationship, but you guys are, are long distance. So I feel so, like some of the pressure is not quite the same. Yeah, it's different. You know what I mean? And, and I would say if you're the long distance people in the world, you know, shout out to you because, you know, at first I was like, well, this isn't a big deal. But for, you know, for context purposes, Jenna lived in Miami for the first year and a quarter, call it, of, of us in postgrad. But like, you know, for me, it's like, I think this is important for anybody in a relationship. If you're listening to this, you should consider this. And this is just my perspective. So you can also tell me to go fuck myself. But I think that okay, in every, nice. I think in every relationship, <laughs> you're two individuals and it's really important for you to be comfortable with you as an individual before you can give yourself to somebody else as a relationship, uh, uh, significant other. Mm-hmm. And I think that in the long distance scheme of things, which we're hoping is not, you know, the thing for the long haul, obviously I don't want to live in two different cities. Um, you know, it's been, Hey, focus on your career. I'm focusing on mine, focus on, you know, your, you know, the physical aspects as far as like your health and your fitness and your well-being from a mental capacity you know those are all things that you have more time to dedicate to yourself in her case she's close to her family so she gets a lot of strength from that um, and in my case, you know, it gives me an opportunity to say, okay, I'm hanging out with the boys this weekend, or I'm going into town, uh, into Tampa where I also have lots of friends, you know, and, and the weekends are different that way. And I kind of have just built up that sort of, I don't know, call it, you know, schedule. Um, but you know, overall I would say, I don't know, man, I just like, I've always kind of been, you know, clean on my game you know, as far as like working out and staying on my job. Is this a max self promo? Yeah. Do you guys want to hear? You're the man. Do you guys want to, y'all want to hear more about me? Friends everywhere, dude. Friends everywhere. So something I want to, I want to throw out to the group. Uh, I want to get like inside, inside like a dude's mind on this one. Um, and just get the takes from people in relationships and out of relationships, maybe on both sides, but the probably main form of communication nowadays in relationships and for people that are just starting to meet texting. What is your take? And what do you think girls that you either in a relationship with or are just meeting and building a relationship with mm. expect mm. from someone like us um, with a Cro-Magnon brain? Quick, <laughs> quick clarification here. Uh, are you saying just texting or are you going to encompass phone calls, FaceTime texting? I would encompass all three. Okay. Were you so saying like communication. Your, your speed, <laughs> your speed return? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Quality, like quality the, um, of return. Like when you're building a relationship, you don't wait. Like if you meet someone, you like them, you want to go out with them, you want to go out again with them. You're not going to wait like a week to text them back or give them Ooh. a call. Oh, like the something. rules, like the unwritten like, yeah, rules. Yeah, like what's the unwritten rule? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think you, think you might be asking the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> like start it off with this. If you didn't text Jenna back tonight or call her or anything, would she be upset? I think she would text me and be like, what's up? <laughs> so she'd be upset. No, What's I mean like, yo, yo just what's up? Is everything all right? <laughs> Jay chilling. I think we just vibing. I think if you're gonna go by a case by case basis, overall, I think it's establish what you are, right? So like, Nick sucks at texting, or maybe he doesn't. But if he does, maybe that's something he tells the girl he's interested in straight up. Like, well, so yo. that's that's exactly my point. Because personally, I'm a really shitty texter. Right. Like, I will forget to text you back. Yeah. Like forget to text all you back all the time. Yes. Like, it's not just limited to girls. And so with that being said, how do you even do that up front? Like, what does that look like? Or how would you even communicate? Your, that? your mode is in my, if I'm giving fucking advice out here, your mode, everyone's looking at Max or right your, your mode, uh, it was the self promo. Yeah, yeah. Your, your mode is to just be, I think girls are, are interesting 
you know, specimens. Thank and you, you have to be very respectful <laughs> there you of go, buddy. their, their, you know, look, and guys are the same way. Guys can be fucking awful. But I think your goal is that you just text her or the girl, whoever you're talking to, and you say something along the lines of, by the way, if I don't respond to you, it's because I'm dumb and I'm really bad at this. So like, you know, maybe you just establish you're not going to text frequently. <laughs> Nick's cracking no, up over I, here. I think, I think this episode is just going to be titled Dating with Max. <laughs> you guys could learn a I lot. Think that, What's bro, up? Look, I, look, I think I'm also thrown out in the ether. I'm a horrible texter. My girlfriend constantly gets angry at me. I, I will get a, a phone call saying, why don't you text me back? And to her defense, I won't text back for four hours at a time. I mean, I'll just, I'll go do something. And it's not that I don't think about her or it just, I just, for mm-hmm. some reason, I'm doing something else and don't and don't think about it. But it's my um, point. I used to get bitched at that, like about that all the time when I was in a relationship. And, you know, it's like if you like, I don't know, there's like a certain window of opportunity that is here. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to explore what you all think that is. I think that, listen, it's funny. We all keep saying, hey, we're, we're all really bad texters. I think that that's probably a pattern. I feel like we are not the only five people that are bad at texting. <laughs> um and ladies listen up <laughs> no it's seriously it's, it's definitely something that you have to learn i think to be better at it, it's important like obviously it's not like you you don't like these these girls or these women like you want to show them attention but ultimately i always i always thought of it as like a um like a politeness thing wherein that when you are doing something or you are working on something or you are at a group event or you're whatever it may be, you can't always be on your phone. You can't be looking at your phone. You can't be responding to text messages. You can't be answering phone calls. You have to be present in the moment and, and responsive and adapt to whatever mm-hmm. is going on in front of you and not on your phone. But I think that ultimately it's important to be, a, I think to learn to be a good texter and commun- and just be a good communicator ultimately. Yeah. Is really I think what it's it comes a huge courtesy thing, right? Um, where you just, you let them know. It's just yeah. all communication at that point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. To kind of wrap up this conversation, uh, Chase, <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question here. Okay. What We're is just, your worst dating experience? Oh man. I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, there's always just been like those dates that you've been on that. The first date falls is, flat. is the worst. You know, it's like you, like back in college, like you go get frozen yogurt or some <laughs> shit like, and you're just totally Speak not for yourself, not, dude. Now, <laughs> dude, Nick, Nick never went on a true date. I'm, I'm Nick convinced. Would, Nick would take her to the ranch and show her the <laughs> horse. You know, Nick was like, I got a, really Nick was like, I got a 24 pack of Coors lattes. Yeah. If you want to slide, yeah. you want to go to cans. Want to see how I bail hay? <laughs> yeah, I would just say I'm I'm not going to throw out a specific instance cuz I don't want to I don't want to bring up any bad vibes, but I would just say that first date where it's just not working out, you know, and you're just the sober, you're just both sober and it's just not connecting. <laughs> what do you do to keep it going? Are you just like counting down the minutes until you take her home? I'm a huge like question guy. I just keep firing questions. Oh, and you're you, just kind of finding out like wow, this is definitely not girl? working out. Oh yeah. yeah. You got to be careful with that though. I feel like cuz I'm this, I'm very similar to that where obviously if, if things if you're on a date and they aren't going well, you want to to grease the wheels and as just say, uh, I mean, listen, we have we have a we, we have a podcast. We like to we like to talk. Obviously, we ask questions, but sometimes you come off too like in intero- interrogatory. Like you looks, it sounds like you're interrogating. Inter- interrogatory. Yeah, is that a word? Grease the wheels. Yeah, like, I do you want to so. buy some champagne? <laughs> no. Bro, that's not what I meant by that. I mean that I'm saying like you're trying to grease the conversation wheels. Maybe alcohol does help, but I'm saying like you're five. constantly firing questions 
And then sometimes, you know, people get overwhelmed. But it's like, I've had dates go badly when, that way back in the, the day. Uh, when the like ex gets brought up on the first date, like, oh, oh <laughs> yeah, he used to do this all the time. Like, that's a, that's a red flag. Oh, dude, they, I mean, all these are red flags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all red flags. All right. Well, I think uh, I think that's gonna do it for our dating conversation before we incriminate ourselves. We just start a new. <laughs> there's gonna be a new podcast from the Umbrella called. <laughs> Max, yeah. Max like tells you advice on how to try to date. Yeah. Awful dating advice by Max. Um, we, to kind of wrap up the podcast here, we also got some great information on our wheel segment, as you heard earlier wheel. in the episode. Wheel. And for this wheel segment, I decided to keep the group in the dark a little bit. Um, so basically what we do with the wheel here is we'll spin it and whatever uh, topic we decide or whatever challenge or it could be something crazy, uh, the person who is unlucky enough to have their name on on the peg there when the wheel spins uh, will be subject to that challenge. So for this week... Oh, goodness gracious. For real, nobody has any idea. Max knows. But nobody else has any idea what's going on here. Wait, so wait, wait. Before you do it... Yes. Since we both know, because I want to be in on the joke for a second. So you guys are all in. We're all in 100%. If it lands on you, you're doing it. What can we possibly be Uh, doing? Agreed? Okay. yeah, there's there, okay. So you're asking me to agree to something I have no idea what, no <laughs> yeah. parameters. All in, just say one hundred percent. All right, all right. Well, let's do it. Okay. Shit. So for this wheel segment, <laughs> the the person who who is unlucky enough to be the the chosen one will have to sit and take an entire SAT, an oh! entire SAT. His face is so <laughs> melted right now. He's like, no shot. <laughs> and share their scores with a half mic audience. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what so, the fuck? Yeah, what? What? Wait, cost, so, oh man. I already right. came up with some parameters about this, right? Does it have to pay for it? Yeah, doesn't it cost like no. the, the, the half mics, the other half mics will help split the cost. The person who has oh to take it will gosh. will get breakfast comped by the half mics or the the, the rest of the mics. Whoa. Right? We'll go. We'll go. We'll we'll help you, you know, we'll we'll get you there and when you come out We'll all shotgun beers together, and we'll take some video for our on for a high school campus. Yeah. Is that allowed? Yeah. Can you do that, um, Yanni? This is gonna land on you. Just yes, of- yes. There were plenty of adults that took the SATs when I took mine, so I'm pretty sure. It's all right, like, oh, spin the wheel. Spin the, the wheel. Just do it. Just, just fucking do Fuck it. Fuck this, dude. <laughs> what? This Fuck is you. stupid. It's gonna land on me. I can feel it. Oh, yeah. All right, and I'm gonna snap on that thing. Is everyone ready? Does we're, lightning I'm strike? Go to Harvard. No, no. All right. Well, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm going to Harvard. Round three, baby. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so pissed right now. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Here we go. Nick. What? <laughs> yes. Uh, thank God. Okay. All right, everyone. Cool. We appreciate you listening in. If you like this God episode. Damn. <laughs> I was kind of hoping it was going to be me because I wanted to see what would happen. If you like this episode, How please, please, SAT? please. Like a few hours. hours. I don't know, a few like hours. Three hours. It's a morning. Please rate and subscribe us. You get a break uh, and some snacks. Send us any topic ideas you may have. We listen to them, obviously, as you can see by this grossly uncomfortable episode that we poured our hearts and souls out to you guys for. Follow us at Four and a Half Mics. We're on Instagram. Uh, we have great content, funny videos. I think everyone's breathing a sigh of relief except for Nick right now. Um, and uh, and let us know how we're doing. We appreciate Nick is Nick is up looking at the wheel. We appreciate all of your help and support in this awesome new period we have of growth. <laughs> and uh, stay tuned next week when Chase takes over the reins as Half Mike. Oh my goodness. Peace out, everybody. Uh, Love you guys. I just shit my pants. (laughs) See ya.